Welcome to today's episode of Taking Care of Business. We're here with Daniel Van Otterdijk. Did I say that right? You did indeed. And I'm going to try and get your title right as well. Chief Communications Officer That's right. um, of DP World. So DP World is uh, previously Dubai Ports and also, what was it the company? The, it, it's been Dubai Ports World for a long time and yeah. actually now become DP World and most people don't quite know what that stands for anymore, but it's synonymous with logistics. Okay, yeah, so I, I always know, I've been here since 2006, mm. DP means Dubai Ports, but I know now it's a, a group of businesses, hence where we here talk. And many people used to think it was Dubai Properties as well, so we, we've had a, a brand <laughs> journey to go through. Well, are you involved in property as well? No, I'm not, but other than buying it and selling it, no. Yeah, buying and selling on an individual basis. So we're here today to talk uh, to DP World about uh, health, wellness, uh, fitness, business, uh, sports sponsorships. We've talked off off uh, subject about there is so much to go through. But the reason I want to talk today is where are we sitting? We're sitting, this is not an aeroplane. Mm, it feels like it though, doesn't it? Very much so. So these windows here were specifically designed for anyone who had claustrophobia. Uh, and we're sitting in, what's the official word for this chamber? Hyperbaric chamber hyperbaric chamber mm. so i just want to tell you what i've seen off camera and then we're going to talk a little bit about why we're here so off camera we were walking through here a minute ago and uh, there was a um, patient with an mm. hospital uh, that i believe was paraplegic mm. and i've just seen someone walking and mm. you said that person was not walking mm. until they started this service is that right indeed so so this this many th- People think that this kind of treatment is magical, but actually, if you look at the core of it, okay. it is it uses the very basic, the very basic material that we use to live, to heal. Okay, if you think about it, oxygen is the the source of our life. Yeah, but it is also the source of a healing process, and uh, you know the technology that's been developed by by this company Aviv, but also the uh, the research arm in Israel that's been behind it. And that's over many decades. This is not new technology. This is decades old technology. So before we go into the technology, I want to just talk about what it is we're in, what it's supposed to do, and then we're going to go into the business. So this chamber, uh, hyperbolic chamber. Hyperbaric. Hyperbaric. Mm -hmm. What is it? So this is your home for two hours a day, over spread over three months, where you effectively sit in the chair that we are sitting in now using an iPad-like device. And you're breathing in pure oxygen under under pressure, and effectively what this does is you're you're doing brain training using this device here, okay, and 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 focusing on various different parts of your brain, be it your memory, your executive function, other cognitive functionality areas, and as you're breathing in that oxygen, you your body over time starts to generate stem cells. That's those stem cells heal and repair tissue. Yeah, and your brain is tissue, your arm may be tissue, whatever the tissue is that's broken can be healed through that process. That's the basic concept. And what percentage of oxygen do we breathe in when we are outside on real life? I think it's something like 20, 21% oxygen as, as, as you walk around in the street. Okay. And in here is pure oxygen, 100% oxygen. Okay. But you did say that could kill you if you were breathing it. And the normal circumstances, yes. But in this particular environment, the protocols that are administered here to patients and the clients help you to to heal and and to, as I said, generate stem cells that heal tissue and that tissue. So, for example, uh, if you've had a severe injury, like a footballer, for example, this is a perfect place for you to come to to accelerate the process of healing. So many sports stars come here, yeah, and uh, spend a particular 
program or a particular amount of time that's defined by the, the doctors here that focuses on healing that, that tissue. So golfers, for example, or, um, you know, uh, athletes of all types can be here. So the Ronaldos of the world and they've, they've potentially used these chambers before and other people, Messi's, well, say Messi has used it, but the superstars. But there's one thing that I want to touch on. This is going to blow your mind. You were used as a guinea pig for this. Yeah, I was one of the first in here. And um, I, I thought um, I thought at the time, I think like most people, you, you can be a bit cynical about this, right? You, you think, really? I mean, oxygen can help me to improve my brain performance. But the remarkable thing for me was that it had a multifaceted benefit. So first of all, feeling physically better. Yeah. So I lost weight. I got fitter. I felt healthier. My appetite improved. My sleeping improved. My general all-round life improved so significantly that that was stunning in and of itself. But the major differences that I found at the end of the program were my ability to memorize things, to analyze things, even, even my peripheral awareness driving a car for example my reaction speed yeah improved to to a degree that a i had long forgotten about because i'm at the time i was 52 i'm 53 but those improvements just make such a difference not not one of the things but the but the whole spectrum of all the improvements when you went through this process and we talked about before it's, th it's a three-day setup isn't it to go through yeah uh your you know your bloods your body works your psychology everything else that's the yes three months of doing the work yeah, uh, and coming and sitting in here. Mm. When you went through this, obviously I guess you had scans and mm. checkups. Did they say you were in perfect condition? Did anything come out of the back of that? It, it's not so much, it doesn't tell you whether you're in perfect condition or not in perfect condition. It gives you a baseline. Okay. So it, it tells you here is where you're at and and these are the Im these are the improvements you can make depending on what what your situation is. Yeah. And and therefore you have a target. And the programs that are on these iPads are designed to help you reach those targets. And, and actually, there's one thing I should also mention. We, sit, we have about 14 chairs in here. You create a little community. Yeah. Because you're in here for two hours a day for, for up to three months. And, and these other people who are here all for similar or same reasons. Yeah. You, you spend a lot of time together. And in, in between, by the way, you have breaks. You know, you're not sitting there for two hours nonstop having oxygen. You have five minute breaks every 20 minutes yeah uh, sorry every half an hour i should say and <clears throat> therefore you start to build a sense of community so in, in my chamber we had about seven or eight people to begin with and and we're still all friends and we're still all in contact with each other and what's the most severe expensive. thing that that someone was in here with that, without really names this this helped them so <clears throat> i'm just trying to get into someone who's watching this this mm. this conversation because obviously there's medical conditions that we've seen mm. actually cured was there anyone in this room that you could say, okay, they had this wrong with them and this come out? Well, of one of my colleagues and good friends um, at DP World had, um, and I'm not sure I'm allowed to say this, a severe viral infection during the, during the last few years. And he was very, very sick for a very long time. And in fact, he spent, I think, over six weeks in hospital and, and nearly a week on a respirator, I think. So he was in a condition that was life-threatening. When he came out, lost a lot of weight, looked terrible, and, and really had you know difficulties breathing, difficulties getting any kind of energy going and fitness going. Three months in here, not only did he completely recover, but he 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 was just 20, 30% ahead of where he was before he was ill. And to and to see him recover from that and then and then spur on was was quite phenomenal. Because I, I must admit at the time I thought, wow, 
how was he ever going to recover from this? You know, the, 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 the situation that he was in. That was probably the most emotional, but also wonderful thing to, to see. Yeah. I mean, that that's, it's an amazing, I suppose it's an amazing to see. I haven't seen it, but what, what really blows my mind, and I suppose it goes down to cost, is how this is obviously revolutionary in terms of you found a way and you, you openly made it very basic for me to really stand oxygen recovers your body and you're able to pressurize oxygen to a point sure. where it's safe to take in and mm. accelerate speed of recovery in your body yeah why is this not available like in a, in a, in a basic hospital is it because of the cost well and there's two things you've, you've got to remember you don't come here necessarily because there's something wrong with you okay right i i i and lots of other people come here because when you get to a certain age like 52 you start to feel 50 certain <laughs> 52 that certain parts of your body are starting to slow down right you're you're not as fast, you're not as quick, be it both mentally or even physically. So so there is, there is if you kind of put it in three categories, there are those who, who look at the aging process and want to, and want to improve the, the quality of your life you have as you age. So you're not reducing your age per se, although technically you could say that, but this is all about, once I get to 80, I want to have the functional capacities that the neurological capacities of a 52 year old yeah i don't want to sit there and i can't remember my grandchildren's names or i don't know what i did yesterday or anything like this right exactly <laughs> but but it doesn't have to be that way so this is all about investing in the quality of your life later in life yeah and the irony is as we you know we live in dubai we lots of us are here to 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 do well to make money to you know set our our future up in, in life yeah. right you want to get to your retirement and really enjoy your retirement. But how many people get to their retirement and the quality of their life is poor, their health is poor, and they don't actually see much of their retirement because they pass away having worked so hard for so long to get there in the first place. So isn't it great that you can have a process like this whereby you can actually enjoy the, 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 the final quarter or final third of your life to yeah. the fullest. And that's really what this thing will do. Well, it might not be your final third. It might be a lot more. I mean, it might be a lot more. And that's the whole, that's the whole purpose. Of it. I think this is the big thing with Dubai for me. We talk about Dubai. I mean, let's just move away from the, um, the hyper, hyperbolic, no, hyperbaric, 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 yeah. hyperbaric mm. chambers. You mm. move that to one side now mm. and you look at health, wellness, and just general living. Mm. One thing that I've come to see is two things. I think that the newer generation of people are going to live longer because they are caring more about the genetics, the macronutrients, mm -hmm. their lifestyle. There's a lot more into it. But the other thing is, is, I think Dubai is so far ahead compared to the UK. Let's say in the UK at the moment, and we're just talking about hospitals and wellness. It's so easy now to get an appointment, see a doctor for anything from uh, cancer to diabetes to anything. Mm -hmm. If you go to the US and UK, the medical um, wellness and programs in the UK, they're so far behind the UAE. Is, and I think that may be because it's private and you pay for what you get. But um, I think I think medical tourism is going to be a big part of Dubai's future. You could be right. I think if you look at if you look at the, the sort of the North Atlantic corridor. So you mentioned UK, US, but it's not it's not limited to, to those countries. If you look at the sort of the 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 heritage medical infrastructure that is in those countries. You know, what was built 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago, one has to question whether things like the NHS, for example, are yeah. still fit for purpose yeah. for today's society. It was built over a century ago, and it, it's a wonderful institution full of wonderful people, no denying that. But we've seen how it is struggling to cope with the sheer volume on the one hand, 
and the quality on the other hand and 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 lumbered and 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 completely overrun by by bureaucratic um, processes and administration so so there's one thing about the quality of 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 healthcare and the other thing is about how it's administered and managed and yep. and i think in a in a in a newer economy or a more recent economy like dubai you have the ability to engineer it for the purposes that's required today and that goes for anything in dubai right that there is no legacy infrastructure here that we have to deal with like you'd have to deal with in london for example yeah. so so the benefit of dubai is that they can engineer and create a city that's fit for the future the next 50 to 100, 100 years and whilst we don't want to get into politics one has to also look at how countries are governed does democracy, modern democracy in, in the North Atlantic Corridor actually still work? Can governments take a long-term view over, over a country's strategy? And the answer is no, they can't. They have a four-year view. And that's the problem. So any better. I mean, also, I think the big thing with the Dubai is that the people that run Dubai at the top, they have a deep roots, Dubai, because it's their country. Mm. The people that are the prime minister in the UK, they're hired to do a job for a certain amount of time. And there's definitely more going on behind the scenes, which another obviously conversation. But yeah, I think just going back to the NHS, I'll just leave you with this. My father-in-law um, collapsed about three months ago, and they come back and said, "You've got low blood pressure. You need to see a cardiologist." No problem, I get you in for cardiologist. See him in three months. This was meant. This is March, and we said we see you in July. Sure. And all I think about is when I go, if I ever have anything wrong with me, which God forbid never happens, sure. I drive to. I live in Jamaica Gulf States. Sure. I'm Saudi German. Hypothetically, I'd drive in and I'd be seen within 20 minutes, yeah, 10 minutes. And that, I mean, again, I'm paying for it. It goes back to, does the NHS work? Because what would you rather have? Pay for your medical or not see a doctor? Before. Well, there we are. That's, the, that's the, the crux of the matter. So let's flip on to DP World. Sure. We were talking off camera about um, DP World's in, involvement in sport mm. uh, and also, and also obviously, I talk, we talked that we sponsored my beloved Coventry City for mm. five years. Mm took them from League One to Championship, left Grimsby down in League Two. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you guys are involved in a lot of the controversial uh, DP World Tour. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously, is it the F1? Yeah, McLaren. Mm -hmm. So what do you do with the F1? Well, f first and foremost, these these are not sponsorships. We, we see them as commercial partnerships. Okay. So our involvement in in sports, leisure, and, and indeed other partnerships uh, are an evolution of our business strategy. So... We have partnerships with uh, UNICEF, for example, which uh, which is uh, you know one of the great uh, distributors of, of vaccines around the world. So again, we have the infrastructure as a business to be able to deliver vaccines, medical equipment, and those items that UNICEF is responsible via the, all over the world, via our ports, via logistics infrastructure, via you know one of the biggest you know, trucking companies in the world. We have a lot of rail, we have a lot of ships, we have a lot of ports. So end-to-end -end logistics is where we're at, and that's. You know, perfect for, for a partnership with, with UNICEF. Again, McLaren is an automotive um, partnership. So one of the, the, you know, the greatest pillars of, of logistics is an automotive, right? Yeah. Lots of car parts and cars get moved around the world. And again, that's one of our key areas of focus. So our partnership with McLaren is to be able to showcase for us to the world what we can do in the automotive logistics industry. The Golf is, an, is another great platform for us to engage with a multitude of different stakeholders and partners, be they in, in automotive, FMCG, pharma, wherever it is, there are a lot of partners in the in the in the in the, the golf platform that we can now engage with and through through the platform. Is this to pull you guys? Let's <clears throat> obviously I, I talk about the all stop and all stop, which is obviously my, mm. 
you know minor compared to what you guys are doing but when we did it it was more business activation to to get people mm. to know our brand and use our services is it absolutely it, it is it, that's one of the key focuses if you if you look at the, the sort of the recent history of of dp world you know five five to ten years ago we were a port operator so yeah. why would you care to know anything about a port operator right it does what it says on the tin a container from ship to shore to a truck and out the door yeah but now and, and we, we used to say ship to shore to truck and out the door but now we say from factory floor to customer door because it literally is from where it's built to where it's consumed and everything in between if you look at dp world five years ago we had forty one thousand staff today we have one hundred and five thousand staff so the growth in the last five years through both acquisition and natural growth is is being that's phenomenal. what i was going to say so are you picking um i suppose you look at let's say for instance in in abu dhabi yeah. um alda and their investment arm they're going out and buying businesses that are linked to their ecosystem so whether that is mm. um it could be anything from real estate down to uh, logistics True. are you guys doing the same thing are you targeting things that might ma- ma- no we stick to the core purpose of our business which is logistics end-to-end logistics so our investments are, are very strategic and very targeted to deliver for our customers what our customers really need and certainly the last three years the world has learned a lot about logistics yeah. and has learned a lot about where goods come from people care a lot more about where their stuff a comes from how assured they are that those goods can be delivered because that was a big issue over the yeah. last three or four years of course and 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 that in many ways has helped accelerate our strategy from from being that core port operator to being an end-to-end logistics uh, provider and to give you an, an example you know we we create what we call trade lanes and and so the trade for for example between Africa and India has increased fivefold over the last five years purely because we've created trade lanes between you know ports like Dar es Salaam, Mombasa, uh, Maputo, Berbera, um, and Djibouti. And this is port to port effect. Yeah, and via, via Dubai and into into six or seven ports that we operate in India. Okay, these trade lanes provide traders from mango growers in North India with markets all over Africa that they wouldn't have been able to access five or six years ago. Yeah. So it's about connecting traders with each other and allowing them to trade via trade lanes. So that's really what we do. So we enable trade to, to, to flow. Do you know when you talk about trade, and this is just a little bit of a left-wing conversation, I was uh, presenting an investment um, about two weeks ago and I was looking into it and I think it's the future of, not I'm not going to say anti-logistics, but I suppose it could be a threat to your business if done correctly. And I'm sure you guys have looked into the vertical farming. Mm. Have you been following that? Yeah, I mean, you know, this whole, the whole agriculture business is is an interesting one yeah. because, again, in the last four or five years, there's been a really big focus. Food security is the big issue. Yeah. And particularly for this part of the world, you know, so, 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 so much has changed in how people look at, A, where things come from, how things are manufactured, how you can build resilient supply chains. That's been one of the key issues. People less care less about price, although... What's happened to inflation and interest rates in the last few months has certainly changed that a little bit. But but people are now more concerned about it. Can I get what I need to the place I need it to? And can I guarantee that for a longer period of time? See, the UK, I mean, Dubai hasn't suffered with that. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when you go back a few years ago, mm-hmm. you'd go into Spinney's with your gloves on mm-hmm. and your mask on and you'd be sitting there. And I remember the, the government come out saying, don't worry, we've got enough food. Yes. Where if you go to the UK... And even now you go there, there is a shortage of strawberries and everything else. And this going back to the vertical farming conversation is when I was presented this opportunity, they, was, they were explaining to us, oh, wow, I can't believe it. 
mm. like strawberries are for the summer. Mm. What happens in the winter? And yeah. they had the ability to do a 360 growth mm. and uh, and uh, and distribute. And I was like, wow, that is incredible because you mm. could actually drop that anywhere in the world. You could yeah. you could be in the UK to Africa mm-hmm. and you could grow mangoes. Mm. And I think there is so much technology in the world from amazing stuff like this to uh, you know the agricultural tech and everything else. I think that in business, I'm sure you can agree with this. You've mm. got to be two steps ahead of where the world is and watching what's going on. If you look at the development of agrotech in, in Jafsa, for example, yeah. companies that are, you, you, you wouldn't realize how many farms are actually in Jafsa, from salmon farms to, really? to to agrotechnology companies that have come from places like Israel in the United States that have set up here to grow particular commodities and, 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 and fruit and vegetables for, for markets here in the Middle East. So that development is huge, and it's not just vertical farming, but all different types of methods being used to, yeah. you know, to, to to create product. But one thing I think that's really interesting that you talked about is is whilst, for example, at the UK had a perceived lack of certain goods, and I remember toilet paper disappearing on shelves. Yeah, as a chief as a chief communications officer, I had a smile on my face because there was no such thing as shortage. That didn't exist. It was just it was a pure panic buying process that ensued through poor communication at the time, where where people simply felt that this was coming and they yeah. panic bought, which yeah. you didn't see here, and and that in came the UK. That, yeah, you saw it in the UK, but you didn't see it in other parts of, of of the Middle East, for example, because the the communication here was clear from the outset. We have it under control. There's plenty of X Y Z A B C, and supply supplies guarantee, and everybody went okay, fine. And of course, in, in other parts, well, not just in the UK, but other I think with the UK on the on the logistics side of things, this is this is literally your expertise. One of the things that wasn't considered is the uh, the Brexit, mm. where they locked down the borders. So mm. I remember the trucks waiting to deliver from France yeah. whatever they're bringing, and it took days to get them across, which caused a crazy logistic logistical uh, nightmare. That was a nightmare for us, and certainly we, you know, we're responsible for at least 70% of all goods going in and out of the UK. Oh, wow. So we operate the two major ports in the UK, so Southampton and Thames Gateway, yeah. which, which are responsible for the vast majority of that. And then also we operate ferry services between mainland Europe and, and the UK. And and therefore we are responsible for a, you know, a vast percentage of goods coming in and out of the UK. The irony of it all is we saw that supply being well-maintained throughout the last five years. It was purely a perception issue on the one hand and then the Brexit issue on the other hand. How well was the UK prepared for the process of Brexit? Yeah. And it wasn't just the border control people or the people operating the ports. It was all the other traders and truckers who had to get used to new systems. As as it happened, the the convergence of, of what we saw in the last five years and indeed Brexit, I think somehow softened the the blow of that. And yes, there were some months where things weren't easy, but we're now beginning to see you know, a healthy flow of trade coming in and out of the UK. So, so far, so good. So my last question for the day, mm. the building we're in, mm. what's the name of the building? It's the Aviv Hyperbaric Medical Center. Yeah. Uh, Aviv, Aviv Clinics. Aviv Clinics. So this building, talk to us specifically about this building, because this is a, a specialized building mm. for for your purpose. Talk yeah. us through who will come here, what it's about, and how we get here. So, <clears throat> as, I, as I mentioned before, the... Aviv Clinics is is not unique in in Dubai. There are other um, franchises around the world, in the United States and Israel, and and more are planned for other parts of the world. So, so this building is totally geared towards getting people to improve a their brain performance. So that's the first element, and that's really about having a better quality of life for longer. 
B for recovery of whatever tissue issue you may have. Yeah. And and last but not least, there is a general health benefit to this. And I, I mentioned it before. I you know, when I walked out after my three months, the physical and not just the mental, but the physical benefits I had, I just anybody who cares to listen to me, I'll tell them. So it, it has so many different benefits. And there's one thought I'll leave you with. You know, you spend your entire life consuming things, cars, houses, clothes, goodness knows what other material wealth we we yeah. we you know we we try to get. But how much money do we actually invest in ourselves? Yes, we go to the gym and that has, you know, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Yeah. We try and eat healthy. Yes, we do. And as you should. But actually, you come to the end of your life, at least the final quarter of your life, when you should reap the benefits of all you've done and then you can't. So my my view of this is completely changed. That The money you invest in doing this to enjoy the quality of your life for longer, why not? Don't buy another car invest in this instead a car is a car right it yeah. comes and goes you can easily use your car for eight years instead of four years yeah that pays for this and you have a much better quality of life so people say it's expensive what well, actually is it if you think about how much money you spend on cars and clothes and all sorts of paraphernalia that you don't need yeah over time that you put away pay for this and then some well your ceo obviously believes in this because absolutely massive investment that's yeah. gone into it and uh, and i've seen the difference in him he, you know what he's how he's changed has been f- phenomenal but also i've seen many other he's colleagues with the bank boss before and i know <laughs> he's a fantastic boss what i'm saying is i you know hit the, the, the benefits for him both physically and mentally i've, I've seen it myself and, and the energy he has yeah you know is is phenomenal and and you know to lead a company of our size it takes some energy. You need to be in there. You yeah. raise a shop. Yeah. So, if someone did want to book in to see um, you guys, how do we do it? Very simple. So, avivclinics.co.ae, um, I think it is, the dot com. There we go. Aviv-clinics.ae. So, that's your first board of call, but obviously, we're easily easily found on, on Google. You can book a free consultation. So, come in, have a look around. You'll, you'll be shown around to see what it is and taken through the whole program. And then, the assessment itself will help you to understand where and how much benefit you can create for yourself. And that's the, the key to amazing. Well, from my point of view, obviously coming in here a little bit blind in terms of knowing what I knew, but then what you've told me today, like it's blew my mind. Even what you've told me off camera, that maybe we can't talk about on camera, this treatment alone can change people's lives. Mm. I, I do not doubt that for a second. And absolutely, I think maybe at one point it'd become mainstream maybe it awesome. shows the successes but if anyone has any type of medical condition or any worries from alzheimer's to intervention down to dementia mm-hmm. I've, I've just seen somebody walk out of here that wasn't walking that's the only way i can put it across so dp worlds not only they're the touch point to everything in dubai they're also uh taking over uh the hyperbolic games hyperbaric hyperbaric it's the barrack yeah, game yeah you need to remember it so my, it's my, not that i need to get the oxygen yeah, exactly oh, that's exactly. what to do exactly well, thank you very much very well cheers guys